Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast. Um, plenty to talk about this week, and loads going on from the last time that we podcasted. Uh, Chelsea at Goodison tomorrow, and I suppose the question for us to talk about is, you know, is this make or break for Everton's season? Is it win or bust? If we win, clearly we've got the prospect of a trip to Wembley to look forward to, and if not, well, it doesn't really bear thinking about at the moment. And you could even fold in whether or not it's the the biggest game of Roberto Martinez's Everton career so far. But we'll start with their make or break for the season. Phil, you know, it is an awful lot of pressure on 90 minutes of cup football, isn't it? Yeah, but but Everton have brought it on themselves, haven't they? If if you've been brutally honest about it. Um, You know, we're at a point this season where, um, you know, they've put themselves into a situation where they're too far off the pace in in the league now. You know, I, I was sort of still clinging on to the idea that you know, a few weeks ago that Europa League qualification you know, via sixth place still would have been possible, but those defeats to West Brom and West Ham have left me with the feeling that Everton are probably going to have to win nine of ten games maybe to overtake you know, Man United who are currently in sixth. And it's not just the points gap to United because it's not like Everton are seventh, they're down in twelfth. So it comes to Saturday and Saturday is for me the only viable route left into the Europa League and that means beating Chelsea, winning the semi and then winning the final at Wembley. So if they don't do that and then they don't qualify for Europe, for me, it hasn't just been a season of underachievement, it's been a failure because this team and the talent should, at the bare minimum, be qualifying for the Europa League. They're good enough, but they haven't been consistent enough. Yeah. Tony, you know, obviously, it is, it's a lot, it's an awful lot of eggs in one basket, isn't it, for, for Saturday? That's only what, as Phil's just touched on, then it's only what the players have got themselves into and the manager. It's, in my opinion, I think it's the biggest game of Roberto Martinez's managerial tenure at Goodison. He, he's he's put all his, as I said, he's put all his eggs in one basket here, and the league form is damning. So, and what I've what I've read upon and what I've heard over the last couple of weeks is you can't hardly disagree with any of it when it comes towards the players and the manager and you're thinking well, well, how, are you, how can you support the league form how can you it's not just this season either it's last season as well it's not just we've been hard like we've had hard lines in certain games yeah obviously all teams too but over the over the periods of this season and last season I've, I've got no sympathy for him at all when it comes to this he's he's, he's made this for himself and yeah it is the biggest game in his tenure Cav, can you do it? Uh, yeah, it's can a, the team do it? I should say. No, we can do it. Um, but going back to the the, the question, though, which I think is a really difficult question to be honest with you, strange enough, because I've got a slightly different view. I think uh, they'll agree to a degree what's said. I don't. I think where are we going as a club, and is that determined by whether we win tomorrow or not? Does tomorrow's result dictate where we're going as a club? I would say not totally. I think. It does to a degree, picking up on, I think a point that Phil raised a couple of weeks ago, that FA Cup success or a good run, i.e. to the semi-final, at least in the FA Cup, gives us some sort of springboard or yeah. some sort of feel-good factor. Yeah. Uh, but a bit like the Man City semi-final, where we're going as a club and how we're performing as a team, to me, will not be influenced by how we, what happens tomorrow, because it's a one-off, one-off cup game. Um, though it would be nice to win. I think that, that we need to, to look at progress, not as the basis of results at Chelsea, but how do we think the teams are forming at the moment, i.e. defensively, especially at home, and are we, you know, are we getting our tactics and, dare I say, game management, I'll phrase that regularly, props up in this uh, <laughs> forum, 
are we getting that late? Yeah. I mean, that's the big. Those are the big questions to me. Not whether we win to, to, tomorrow against Chelsea. Uh, but I do think it's an important game. So are we? Then are we getting the tactics and the game management right? Well, at home, I don't think we are. Um, and I think the, the record of was it seven defeats? Is it mm. tailed on to two at the end of last season? Yeah. Come back to Tony's point would indicate at home that we're not. Uh, last Saturday, I think I think you mentioned in your report, Phil, that that it sort of summed up. <laughs> you could sum up the season in one game. Yeah. Last Saturday was, yeah. was 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 that match, wasn't it? Was that yeah. ninety minutes? I thought we were splendid for 70, 75 minutes, considering we had ten men against a very very good West Ham team. Yeah. Um, but you know, when um, many column inches on both newspapers and websites have been filled up this week about the last twelve minutes about what went wrong, and to me it was the same old thing that has happened all season. That defensively, at certain situations, we've not set ourselves upright. Mm. And if we're to win tomorrow, is we need to address that. I mean, what I would say tomorrow, it's also a very important game for Chelsea. It is. They're at the same. They've got the same situation. You know, it's the same crossroads. Yeah. Both teams are meeting at a crossroads yeah. tomorrow, aren't they? Um, which it's an extra thing to add into the mix. Um, wonder not, if the, yeah, wonder if the pressure is as great on them as it is on us. I think I think it is. Isn't it? They've got to win a trophy, yeah, haven't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Club Chelsea's of their resource. You'd say so, wouldn't you? Think that the pressure's on them, but I think they're going through a period of transition, aren't they? Where yeah. not exactly ex- obviously their expectancy. It is on a different level to Everton's. They are expected to win trophies every season, but. I think we're there on a transitional period now. They probably will be forgiven for not winning at all. I think, and I think more importantly, Hiddink would be forgiven. Yeah. Because I don't think it's demanded. He's probably there until... Yeah, he looks very relaxed. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's doing his usual rescue job there, isn't he? He'll be yeah. gone again in the summer. And so. he has, they've improved under him. Not forget, you know, forget going out to PSG. You know, they've, they've gone above us for a start. You know, yeah. they've, uh, they've had some decent, solid results on the under him. Really. Do you think so, a, a cup victory... Well, not kind of paper over the cracks of the league form, but do you think oh, if we get beat tomorrow, then for me the season's over, it's finished. If we win, then obviously we can go on to bigger and better things. But if we don't, do you think if we do, we'll just paper over the cracks in terms of league form? I think it's sort of. I can really understand what Gav was saying there in when he was talking about is it make or break. In a way, the season is over. Yeah, you know, I do. I agree with that. But I think if, if you've got that, if you get through it and you've got a trip to Wembley on the horizon, you've got to almost say, look, yeah, you want results in the league to improve. In fact, they've got to improve. Mm-hmm. But you can't even begin to formulate your final judgment on the season until you know whether or not you might would be winning the trophy there, which would be the biggest thing to happen to this football club yeah. in almost 20, 21 years now. So, you know, it that brings us back to the opening yeah, debate, is, yeah. how much pressure lies on this it, one game. It's an interesting question. I mean... If you go by, if you take it to a logical conclusion, you say, would you settle for winning an FA Cup at the end of the season, but we can be tanking the league in the last 10 matches? Well, tank more, you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. we're on no, 38 points, but we've still won more games than what we've lost in the league. Finish 14th or something like that. People, you know, and we end up finishing, you know, like we did in the second more season when yeah, we yeah. lost the last six games or something. Yeah. We've been in a similar position. It all comes down so, to what your definition of success is, though, doesn't yeah. it, I guess? For me... If Martinez leads Everton to the first trophy in 21 years, that's a success. But I'd understand fully if somebody said to me, yeah, but we've gone backwards in the league, so how can it be? Yeah. So I, 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 I would think say, it would yeah. be, but I'd understand. I, I the FA Cup, especially that, you know, we were also desperate to win the League Cup. But the FA Cup, rightly for me, still has that bit of prestige. Yeah. That if you win that, it really means something. Um, but then you've got to get past 
semi-final and a final I first. Mean, which, there's some big teams so left that, you know, Arsenal still no left, Manchester exactly, City exactly, is, yeah. are still left, um, Manchester no United are still left, so yeah. West, West Ham, so there's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a couple of big games to play. It's just, what's not happening for me at the moment, and I'll be interested to see what your views on this is, is we're showing no signs of learning, you know, in terms of the mistakes that went on before Christmas, you know, you know, you know Big moments in games, mm. like uh, you know, and you could we could spring them all up, you know, spring the names out, you know, Bournemouth, Chelsea, yeah. Stoke, Leicester, yeah, you know, so on and so forth, yeah. you know, we're showing no the, the real clutch part of matches at the end. Yeah. We're showing no signs of mm. of managing them properly, and that that we need. I want to see us to yeah. do that more than anything see, else. I, I felt Stoke yeah. away. I felt that was almost everything turning a corner. I know they yeah. had a couple of. Easy-ish games, you know, Carlisle, then Newcastle, whatever, you know, you'd expect to keep clean sheets. But going to Stoke in those conditions against a, a good Stoke team, let's not forget, and keeping a clean sheet and it's being as comfortable defensively as we were, I was thinking, well, maybe they have turned the corner. Yeah. And then you get West Brom, and then you get Saturday in West Ham, and you just, and with you, Gavin, you, you, feel, you feel like they have turned the corner, and then they just go and make the same mistakes again. But, you know what, I, I was left with thinking on... Um, Saturday and the manager disagreed because I did ask him that it's a psychological problem maybe and I think those scars of you say Bournemouth, Chelsea etc from early in the season I think they all just came flooding back when, when Antonio scored the first goal because for me a team who was, who was mentally sound and, and mentally stronger than Everton Pier would have conceded the first goal and gone right well let's, we're going to shake that off and for now for 10 minutes they're, mm. getting, they're not going to get a sniff but it, it came as, as very little surprise to me that the, the second goal came as quickly as, as yeah, it did. Yeah, and, and following that, sorry, tell me, does that, you say it's psychological on the crowd as well, that that uh, mood change? I think it is as well, and part of that is, is the manager isn't helping himself with the substitutions, because what happened there, but Lennon got brought off, and whether he was injured or whether he wasn't, we don't know, Well, the manager says he is, but he brought him off, and what that did, that allowed West Ham to push their defenders forward a lot more because Aaron Lennon was working the full-backs, literally pushing them towards the Gladys seats. And the next minute he comes off, Nias comes on, plays central, and he's not going to chase down. He's not going to chase down as much as Aaron Lennon did. So what that allowed is West Ham to push further forward and get crosses in the box. So he's not helping himself with the substitutions at all. This is what I'm saying about Lennon from it. He isn't learning, is he? Obviously, what they're doing in training, they're not learning. I think Nias let him down, actually. Because I can't, for, for the life of me, think that Roberto sent Nias on and went, go centrally and make us more narrow. I can't, for the life of me, believe that's what he was told. But I think Nias has just naturally drifted and naturally felt that's where he should be playing. That's but don't you think where, if, he's, if he's taking a gamble on him, and it was a massive gamble, by the way, playing him with a couple of minutes to go, throwing him on, Surely Delafeu was a better option if he was going to spread it more wide. Is, is Jerry, with the best will in the world, going to offer you that intense defensive press that Aaron was offering? I don't think he would. So I think Roberto's gone, look, Omar, we all, we're all been told about his work rate, etc. coming to the club. That's one of the things he said is his big, a big thing in his arsenal. I think Roberto's gone, go on there and run yourself into the ground for, tw- for 15 minutes and see this game out for us. And... I don't think he did it. But that, no interesting you should say that on the substitutions. I think what annoys a lot of Everton fans at the moment is 
the excuses that he comes out with, he, he won't take responsibility, Martinez, for, for the situations he puts himself under. Example, that substitution, it went wrong by the looks of it, mm. the, the facts don't lie. I think what was refreshing, although I hate the man as, as a person, as Alan Pardew, he came out the other day, he made two bad substitutions against Liverpool, and at the end of the game, he, all, he held his hands up and he said, listen, it's my fault them two substitutions. I got them I got them bang wrong. Yeah. After Roberto Martins come out once in a while and said, I hold my hands up for that. I got that wrong. It'd be so refreshing and it'd get more levels of pressure taken no, off him by Everton. It still, still doesn't change the result though, does it? Or it doesn't we're learning it, from exactly, it. Though, but it, it it's antagonising Everton fans. They're going, it yeah. doesn't look like the, the players, um, the fans yeah. he's learning from it, does it? But, but to me last week, I know what you're saying about the substitution, what people have said, but it's the players on the pitch, isn't it? And we could, you, could, you could look at the three goals. Look at the three goals again. The first goal is a corner, wasn't it? Look at our defensive shape. I think all our players were in the six-yard box. There was no player at the edge of the box. So as soon as the ball was headed out, it's going to one of their players who's got 10, 12 yards to get a crossing. You know? So, that was, so why didn't we better shape up best from the corner? At least give, our, give ourselves a chance of clearing the ball when it came back out. The second goal is... There was two Everton players, I think maybe in Oviedo Barkley, did, I, to me, didn't do enough to block stop, the cross. The cross. They, just, they just allowed yeah. the two West Ham players to play the ball up and down the touchline for yeah. a couple of times. Didn't press. And when the cross came in, as we know, I think, you know, yeah. Funes that Mori got caught under the ball and we didn't defend a lot. The third goal is, is, it wasn't the cross that was the issue to me. It was the fact the ball travels hell of a long way in the air, doesn't it, from uh, from their left back position. You see where when when that ball struck, you see where Payet is. Nice. He's by two Everton players yeah. outside of the box. Um, when the Andy Carroll's always going to win headers in the yeah. air. There's far better defenses than Andy Carroll's troubles in the air than, than ours. Mm-hmm. You know, the first year of football, you've got to play like that. You make sure you pick the the knockdown mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, neither of the, the two Everton players covering Payet. Followed him into the box, so he turns up in the box. He turns up into the box completely unmarked because two Everton players haven't haven't covered his covered his run, Mm -hmm. and that was the issue to me, not the fact that Carroll won the ball because he's always going to do that. Yeah, Yeah. interesting point. Do you think there's a a communication breakdown then when Cresswell knocks that that ball across the pitch into the corner of our area? Two Everton players have gone to challenge Carroll for the ball. So for me, if you're going to send two lads, commit two lads, you've got to win it because immediately. If, say, Funes Mori had, had, had said to Oviedo, right, you just go and try and be a nuisance to mm. Carroll, but I can, you know, I can therefore stand in front of Saka or beside him. You've got two players who, in yeah. theory, are going to stop that flick on. Yeah. Doesn't that come down to organisation from the manager? Where's, where's before the game, like, it's basic for me that, all right, if they bring on Andy Carroll or if he starts, because they don't know necessarily yeah. what the team's yeah. going to be, yeah. I want you to pick him up. Yeah. And that way it's very clear you're yeah. picking him up, whether it's Funes Mori. Hopefully he wouldn't be very good at doing that in future by the looks of it. But you know, one person and your designated. I've seen other other Premier League. They have obviously yeah, a tactics board. Yeah. You you're marking him. You're marking him. You're picking him up yeah. for a set piece. So um, so I agree, Greg. But we compounded it by not picking Pius run up. So instead yeah, of having yeah. like sort of like we should have had five players against three. Yeah. We had up three players but against Pius, three. But I, I dare say that wouldn't be the first time he's made a run like that. No, but from, from a knockdown. No, yeah. what I mean is, so why aren't we saying from defensive set pieces someone? You're sort of rightly saying individuals haven't done the jobs, yeah. but they need to be instructed and drilled through those defensive jobs, think, and that's my but, but fear. But if I play five aside for Wednesday and there's a lot I'm playing and I'm caught up the end of the pitch and I'm supposed to be marking somebody and they, I don't track back and that lad scores a goal, I get rollicked by yeah, the lads yeah, I'm yeah. playing footy, but yeah, they don't need the manager to tell me that yeah. that's like sort of what I should be doing, you know what I mean? I yeah. take your point about Carroll, that actually... We should have had like he didn't appear to have any tactics to, to sort of counter his threat, 
but we're still relying, aren't we, with players doing like some pretty basic stuff you want yeah. to see on a five-a-side pitch. But my bugbear is, with especially, it's, obviously we've seen it for ourselves, Everton can't defend crosses. What, what, the Mar- what Mar- Martinez says, he says they can't, but I disagree myself. Do you know what I mean? I, I think they just can't defend set pieces at all and crosses in the box. But what my bugbear is at the moment, if you can't defend them or if you're not, obviously if you're not safe in defending them, when was the last time you seen a full-back, an Everton full-back, stopping a cross? Well, this is why... That's my bugbear that annoys me. This it used what... to happen so long. Evan used to stop the crosses all time and time again. Over the last 18 months, two years, I haven't seen Coleman or Baines or Viedo stopping that cross. See, now, you're right there. And I was just going to say, Baines, as much as it brings me to Baines as a talking yeah, point, yeah. I think it's long overdue the time he should be back in the team. Definitely. I'm not buying all this about his ankle being the main issue why he's not been in the team. For me, he starts straight away. If he's fit enough to be on the bench, he's come on. But let's be fair, he has had his level of stopping crosses is up and down. It's probably better than Oviedo's, in fairness. I think he's better defensive than Oviedo. But he doesn't stop every single cross either. So again, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, taking away the the third goal because I think uh, recollection Payet stole him between Barry and Bessic, who was subs. So tiredness isn't a factor for them. I just wonder whether our inability to close down the first cross, Noble for the first goal that came in, mm. and the second goal when Oviedo and Ross Barkley didn't cover themselves in glory, I just wonder if that was a fatigue issue, which brings us back to the fact that Kevin Morales has lost his head and got sent off. I wonder yeah. whether, you know, I think there was a time, I don't know, I think it was after the first goal, Ross tried to do some storming run up the pitch and got, yeah. only got so far. And after he'd lost the ball, he was breathing so heavily and he yeah. was just—he could barely run, and I just wonder whether that was a result. I've, and it could be, it could be, because I noticed, you know, I don't even know the shot that Bessie had that, that was handball. Oh, like yeah, handballing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long he, how long he was that name start. Like, mm. was it score two one then, or was it kind of remember? But it was noticeable that both our fullbacks mm. and Bessie were on the edge of their penalty area. Yeah. When we were, I think we were winning at that stage yeah. with ten men, and is that the type of thing mm. we want to be doing with? <laughs> Well, that, that comes to the very why supporters. Yeah. Well, it's fatigued, yeah. yeah but who's telling them to be up on the edge of the area? Yeah. So that's do you, that's. Uh, do, you, do you think there's almost a, the way the season's gone defensively and from crosses? Do you think there's almost a, a feeling among the players is attack is the best form of defence because if we sit in and 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 in commas, allow teams to put crosses into the box. We haven't got the confidence that we're going to defend every one of them. Well, sure, I don't I, know. I, just, I think yeah. experienced heads like your Jack Elker and Gareth Barry, they should be surely saying to their full-backs, listen, or getting into a group without the manager, this is just my opinion, I'm saying, listen, boys, it's not happening. We are conceding too many goals from set-pieces and crosses in the box. How about pressing these wingers and stopping crosses for a change? I can understand the, the reasoning with the fatigue there for the, for the West Ham game. I can totally understand that. But what about the West Brom game? Yeah. Olsen, Eze. Do you know what I mean? It's time and time again. Just stupid set pieces and crosses in the box and they're not stopping the cross. Nearly nearly half the goals they've conceded in the Premier League this season have come as a result of an inability to deal with the cross. So yeah. this is what we were saying about what you were annoying with before, um, Gav, is that the inability to learn from this. So if they're not learning it with 29 games gone after this season and they haven't learned from it last season, what makes you think that they're going to be learning from it next season? Well, I think that's where it comes the importance of the last ten games of the season, doesn't it? Like that that's where to me tomorrow great if we win, but I wanna see that improvement over the last ten games of the season. And signs have been there. I think we I know 
the West Brom game was a bit of an aberration. We'd won five out of six, hadn't we, before yeah, the yeah. Uh, before the, the West Ham game. So, you, you know, ten minutes from time, you, you're sort of looking at six wins out of seven. Mm. And all of a sudden, you're <laughs> on 41 points and, you know... Yeah. We've, so, got, we've got a new shareholder and the season tickets are down and stuff and it's all good news stories yeah, isn't it you yeah. know and someone said to me you wouldn't put it past them you know Everett obviously very pessimistic but get beat tomorrow and then put together a five game unbeaten run in the league but for me that that five game unbeaten run it's pointless mean nothing. Mean nothing. it still means nothing mean nothing at all what does it mean you're eighth place or something ninth what's, I, that, go, what's that all well and good going to get you I'm not I, I'm not convinced about that I, I, I still think What's it bring you? Well, a couple of extra million off Premier League and Sky Money. Well, I see. I think if we can show in the the last ten games, I think it is ten, isn't it? We've got twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got to play some quite big games in that. We've still got to go to Man United, haven't we? Still got to play. Got a derby. Got a derby. So there's still some big games there. Uh, I want to see the pro. You know, the things that we've spoken about. I mean. In the last ten minutes, we basically said in most podcasts this season, I'm really to be yeah. honest with you. I want to see progress mm. against those things in the last ten games. That's what that's what I want to see. And in terms of in the, terms of results, to give you results, optimism, optimism for yeah. the next season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, so and if you finish the season well, you tend to start the next season strongly in my my yeah. yeah. Unless you're David Moyes, of course. <laughs> there's, there's, so, yeah. there's also the fact that. The, Say hypothetically, well, actually, no. From 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 now, from Saturday, in say it could be what ten, it could be twelve games left in the season. You count the cups and stuff. So you know, let's be honest. If if five machineries bringing money to this football club, there's a lot of players in that team who are playing for their futures. Yeah. yeah because you know, look, the, the manager now he's going to be able to, you know, as he said, expand his search. He's going to go and get the the better or the, you know, not say the best, but the better players in in, a, in the positions he needs to. He so, could be managing for his future. Yeah. Well, he could. But do you, th- do you think, Greg, to, uh, on the Chelsea game tomorrow, do you think he's aware of what he says to you guys is differently when he comes across in the media? But deep down, do you think he's aware of the different level of pressure he's under for this game? Deep down. Yeah, yeah. he's not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not stupid yeah. or deluded. You know, he's not stupid. He's an intelligent man. Mm. And I think he's savvy enough to understand it, whether he lets on publicly enough or not. Whether he's able to be flexible enough to do something about it mm. is, is the question. Yeah. You know, if he thinks that if he's going to approach tomorrow like he's approached every single game this season, yeah. then we'll see what happens. But I, I, I just think he, he, if we win tomorrow, it's all well and good, that's great, and it'll flag off towards the end of the season. I just think we're only going to, I might be pessimistic here, I think we'll only just bottle it in the semi-final or the final. I just can't see where, where Everton... <laughs> I can't see where they go... Has anyone got any facts to prove that they're going to learn life-wise? Are they going to learn from know, every but, single mistake? I know, but you could season? sort of like... If, if, they, if they're in a semi-final, you've got to give them the benefits of the doubt, haven't you? Sure, of, of course you have, but I, I can't see them... I just can't see them... Well, doing we might... Like, hands up, it's unlikely, but we might go and do Chelsea 3-0. Great defensive display. I know it's unlikely. Mm. And then you can't then say... Well, I can't see them doing this. I know what you mean. I'd be more confident if you were playing Chelsea away than we had a Cudderson. So it comes down round to the whole of our former Cudderson Park yeah. game, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just think that the first 20 minutes tomorrow, obviously it's one of them, but it's absolutely crucial because if a tackle goes in or you get an early goal, the crowd responds and everything's great. But if Chelsea score early doors and then it's... 
That's only yeah, going yeah. around. Wasn't it had a great last week? That was was it was Andy Carlton, the, fa- the fans were brilliant last week. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, you know what? That's a really good point, Dad. Because I was thinking it was one of the, that's been another theme, hasn't it? This season about the flattened atmosphere of goods and like a lot of Premier League grounds being flattened. And last weekend was one of the few games this season where they felt that fans and players were in total yeah. harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, yeah. was it, you know. Um, I think that had to do with that had to do with the takeover, obviously a couple of yeah, days before, yeah, yeah. and Morales getting sent off, which probably turns yeah. the fans towards the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We played with tempo early on. Mm. I think the ref was against us. Morales gets sent off. We keep we go in ahead at half time. I think everybody's yeah. everybody's made up, and I think it was great. But that's that's what Goodison's brilliant at. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's a bear pit, and that's what. That's what it should be like every week. I know we, not every week the, the ref's going to be against you, but it should be that siege mentality. People yeah. should not want to come to Goodison. Maybe Mashiri being in the director's box. I don't know whether or not they're going to actually unveil him, if you like, or mm. there'll be any sort of like pre-match stuff. Maybe that'll give the, the ground a bit of a lift early doors. Yeah. It's, it's why I think, you know, he's going to be in the column as well tomorrow. Why, and I'm sure he is fit, and I don't think there's any issue, but it's why Mo Besic is so important tomorrow. Because he is, you know, Martin has spoke about him being the ability to become an Everton cult hero. He's exactly what that game needs, because the game needs the atmosphere red hot, and he's the person to get it. Yeah. Do you think, who do you think, if he plays, Phil, who's he going to drop then? I, I, I'm, I'm in favour of three across the midfield. Barry, McCarthy, McCarthy Besic, and Besic. And just be at them. Is that too defensively at home? No, or? because I think you give the licence to the front three. I think you give Lennon, Barkley, Rom, ability to mix and match. Besic will have to get forward, because I think out of those three midfielders, he's the best one to do it. Mm. And I think you've just got to be at them. And I think it's just got to be red hot and fast and energetic, full of energy, electric. They've just It's got to be a proper cup time. What I was hoping tomorrow is... Uh... I think he owes Chelsea one at Goodison as well. I think he's played them twice, hasn't he? Oh, Conceded the goal with his first touch the first time. He went off with the hamstring after two minutes. Uh, that was one of his first touches for, for the club, wasn't it? was it? his first uh, touch, wasn't yeah. it? So I think uh, he's got a bit of previous that actually he can erase. He hopefully played well Stamford Bridge, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think, I think that would be quite a decent uh, So if you're playing them three, Phil, mm. you'd have Lennon, yeah. Barkley, yeah. Rom. So I'm just saying to them three, you know what, we've seen Rom in the first season, and I'm not in favour of him gluing himself to the wing because yeah. I think he's, he's better going through the middle. But there have been times this season when a variant of those three, sometimes it was De La Feo against Spurs, wasn't it? But whatever, a variant of those three speed, you know, intense, but mixed, you know, fluid positions. You look know, yeah. what Lennon was on the left hand side in, in yeah. the second half against West Ham, and it worked, I just think. And then if you've got Bessic, you know, joining them in the attack. Fullbacks bombing on when we've got the ball. I agree with Phil there because when Everton had the best results at Goodison Park this season, they played cleverly. I think Barry and Besic against Manchester City. And I do agree with them. You just letting you let. Obviously, I'm not in favour of playing defensive man, but I do agree with Besic will offer you a lot more going forward. I do. I put Besic on the same side that Hazard will play on, or William maybe. Yeah, I mean, whichever you think is going to be more. Do you think Chelsea? They're not. They're not known for throwing crosses in the box. But do you think they'll obviously they'll have the scouts watching Evan? Do you think do you know what? Why not? Why not try a lot? Who are they targeting though? Because you know, assuming Costa's not fit, you know, we're not not hundred percent, but assuming he's not fit, Remy has fallen down the pecking order, so it doesn't appear like he'd play. So it would you would look at Bertrand Traore, who's not you know, he's not a big lad, is he yeah. in that respect? So I look set beat corners, you know, they've got Ivanovic, maybe Cahill, maybe Terry. Terry's gonna be fit maybe. Yeah. So yeah, from that respect. But 
don't think it's their style, is it, Chelsea? I think I'm saying it's a good point because the Man City was a cut game as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Tends to be different types of games, don't they? Which where actually you could probably justify that those three in midfield compared to uh, compared to like a league game. The other thing I'd like to discuss was um, talking about defensively is what about our defence tomorrow? Bear in mind mm-hmm. we had to we had to we played three at the back last week. We played, I know that could obviously impact on it based on if you go with the, the three that you're set, setting up there, Phil. But in terms of centre halves, I mean, Furnace Mori, Greg, I think, I think, did he score him three last week, was yeah. it? Or, you yeah. know, um, I think you were being kind there, Greg, uh, as well. <laughs> that was the number of goals he was at the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is, I mean, I, do you know what I wish? I wish he'd, I wish he'd play an hour off, our penalty like he does in the opposition penalty, mm, yeah. even corners where he's, he's fantastic, yeah. you know. Where, right. I don't know about what his mindset is, but attack the ball like you do near it. Do we keep our. We've mentioned Baines. Baines got to start. Yeah, what, what about the back four then tomorrow? I'd go Baines, Mori, yeah. Jaggy Elke, and Coleman. I can see Scotty doesn't agree. But let me just explain why. I just think that Mori, given that they haven't got a big target man. If Costa doesn't play, sorry, this is all based on Costa not playing. Yeah. Because I think pace-wise on the deck, Mori has got the ability to kind of handle the trial rail. He's quick and try and you know, get in between them. So, see the changes if Costa's involved. I'd almost be But even if he hasn't got Costa involved, I feel if Mori's at the heart of Everton's defence and corners are swung in or free kicks are swung in and you've got Kale, Ivanovic, Terry, all these Mori... He just gets stuck underneath the ball. Are you, are you, go, the are you going Baines, Jag, Stones? I go Stones. Stones Stone. has, he has Stormers against Chelsea, doesn't he? Because obviously he's been linked with them. He wanted to try and prove a point, but. He's best centre Purely playing devil's advocate. He's Stones better in the air than Murray at the minute. And, look, I think I think the criticism that Stones has been getting has been unfair. But you know, if you talk about the first 20 minutes, say that first 20 minutes tomorrow is a bit edgy. What's it going to do to the atmosphere if John tries to overplay? There was a few moans early in the second, in the first half against West Ham when he just tried it a little bit too much, yeah. and I don't. I'm not convinced it's the right environment to put him in. But when is then, Phil? Well, you would put him in in a, in a normal game, maybe away from him. Because he's at, in my game. opinion, he's Evans' yeah. best defender by a country oh, mile. Don't, so don't get me wrong, I understand, but I think he's at a stage where he hasn't played a lot, and that there's that that sort of dynamic with the fans at Goodison. I think it's still. I personally just feel it's still a little bit too edgy. I just think if what the fans want, and I've seen obviously what happened with the Tim Howard situation and the Joel Robles as well. If you're playing well, you deserve your place in the team. And we've said it when Oviedo got his chance and he's yeah, kept yeah. it, and he's done all right. But now it's a chance for Baines. So what is justifying Funes Mori starting tomorrow? What is justifying when he's playing? Obviously, he's not playing at his best. He's conceding goals. He's costing us games. What's justifying that lad starting tomorrow? If you're basing it just on last week, nothing. No, well, it's over the course of the last six or seven weeks. Yeah. He's getting caught underneath the ball a lot. I can see the way I think to me, mind Chelsea last minute, jumping off the balls, he can't get nowhere near. He's costing us goals. But he's not the only one, to be fair. He's not, is he? Like, but yeah, we have, yeah. there's three of them were down to him last week. Obviously, I'm, it's, it's a group thing yeah. as well, stopping crosses. Yeah. But solely, solely down to him. I can remember times this season when Stone hasn't done the basics. I have to say he's never got caught so badly under a header like like Mori did for two last yeah. week. Uh, you know, give Stones his due. That was just 
I just think, caught, yeah. that was appalling. And that's why I gave him a three, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Stones at, at times has just like lost his man and not done the basics. And if I'm being honest, Jackie Helker has every yeah. now and again. Oh, yeah, after yeah. Arsenal, both of them were false and for both goals. You know, goals weren't um, but do you know when you're saying you're playing three at the back there, Gav? Did, did you? No, did you I was just saying about who, who, if you're going to play four at the back, because I agree, I agree with yourself and Phil, I think like it's a bit of extra like sort of weight in midfield, as a word, having Bessage there, would mean you'd have, if, if you're playing three in midfield and two, two, well, three up front effectively, you're playing, you, you know, therefore got to play four at the back. So therefore, what would be our two best centre-halves? If we're assuming we want yeah. Baines in and then one uh, Seamus, I would imagine. I mean, we're assuming Jags is, so assuming Jags is playing, yeah. it's whether, as, which is the conversation now, is whether we play Stones or Gunez Mori as the centre half. Which one then? <laughs> <laughs> is Sylvan Distan still around? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it matter balance come into it though? Natural uh, left foot in Mori being. I, I think, yeah. I, I think because saying that sometimes when Jack was playing over there, played well, so yeah, he played really well. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I think, I, I, but this, but this points to, and this is another regular thing, and I think, I'm agreeing with Phil a lot. This today was a slightly sorry word. <laughs> is we have left our shorter centre half this season, haven't we? Where at certain yeah. times, yeah, you know, we, 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 you know, in third, he was saying, well, actually, Stones is not really playing. You know, he needs a bit of a comp- timeout and he builds yeah. confidence. Funes Mori's maybe has a bit of a shifty couple of weeks. If we had four centre-halves, we'd have an alternative, wouldn't we? Yeah. Or actually, we'd be left ourselves. We would basically want to pick one or two centre-halves who are perhaps yeah. not 100% right. Yeah. Crying out for like it. Remember, like, I'm not saying we go back to these days, but when Richard Goff came in on a short-term yeah. Yeah, deal, definitely. an old head who's been there and done it, um, Knows the, the basics. The defender. Yeah. Just a stopper, yeah. yeah. Don't, mean that, yeah. don't need to worry about how he can play out with the ball. Somebody yeah. who's def- a defender, literally. Stops, but that isn't stops that, attacks. Isn't that the basis on Roberto Martinez's recruitment that he doesn't buy defenders? Well, this is the he buys ball playing defenders. What I'm yeah. saying is now maybe he's going to have to have a look at that and go, well, I've got, assuming everybody stays, I've got Stone as a ball player. Jags is, for me, in the perfect kind of hybrid. Maury potentially can be that hybrid. But maybe I've got to go with the opposite end to Stones and just get a, a grizzly yeah. old, experienced mm. defender yeah, for those situations. We've got you've got our four centre halves in your squad. I mean, my my point with raise is whether retrospectively having acquiring both Lennon and De La Feu in the summer and not getting an extra centre half is whether we could just got away with just getting one of those. He has another chance in January, uh, didn't he? Yeah, and mm. I think we have been shown this season on occasions when there's been injuries. And perhaps where there's been a loss of form, that actually not having that fourth centre half, mm. you know, as 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 sort of left us with fewer options than what we should have. I think maybe an encouraging sign in that though is that you know we didn't go through, but it, they did look at Flaw, didn't they? Who you would assume is falls into that category, maybe yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. So trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, you would you it does appear that maybe he is starting to think that way. But tomorrow for me is the ultimate time when. Forget about performances for 70 minutes, 60 minutes. Forget about playing well. And now we've, you know, nine times out of 10, if you play that game 19 times in 20, they'll win it. Forget all about that. Mm. It's about winning football. And tomorrow is the ultimate example. You've got to win. Yeah. And it's because. I don't want to hear about 19 times. No one, in 20. No one wants to hear that, Greg, do they? I think the fans of it is all the sound bites all season. They're not interested in excuses and 
how well Leaf plays, possession stats, not interested in that. All they want to see themselves tomorrow is that when they, when they, excuse me, after the match, booking their trips to Wembley. That's all they're interested in. They're not bothered about any kinds of performance now. Just get yeah. through. And the other thing, you know, with Chelsea shoes as well is, I don't know if you Chelsea fans, they don't want to come to Goodison because their record of Goodison by and large has been quite dreadful, hasn't it? Mm. The last, uh, I think the last seven, I think seven visits, eight visits, I think we've won five, something like that, yeah. you know. And Roberto's got a very good cup record at Goodison, dare I say, both at Wigan yeah. and Everton. I think he's uh, won eight and drawn two. And one of them draws was the uh, penalty shootout win against Norwich. So Roberto's got a really good cup record at Goodison. Um, Chelsea's record is very patchy. Uh, they lost this season. So if you throw that into the mix, we, we spoke about psychology before. That may play in with Chelsea as well, that they won't, uh, won't uh, fancy it. Um, and that they're under a lot of pressure. So it's not just us that are feeling it. Uh, they are as well, which I think... Uh, Costa will be a huge miss for them. He yeah. makes them tick, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, look at the way in, in, in January when we went down there and he just kind of grabbed, they were 2-0 down, they were not in it and he just kind of grabbed the game, didn't he, by the scruff of the neck and just drove them back level. And See, just... I, I thought Chelsea plays well during the week against PSG until Costa went off. Exactly. And when he went off, that was the end of Chelsea. They did his arm seals, they had no outlets, they had nothing. As soon as he walked off that pitch, that was the end of Chelsea. And I'm fearful if he just played someone because he does run as ragons, doesn't he? All the time. Yeah, we talking about the Peter 2009. Maybe obviously we played him in the final to hit and he gone out against just gone out against Barcelona. Hadn't he? In the, uh, in the, you know, just sort of cheer everybody up with that. that fact, I could you say know, we like, owe them yeah, one. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah, owe yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose we're getting to that time honoured segment where we always get it wrong and predictions. I suppose. We ought to have a tally of these, see how badly we are. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got one right the other week, I think I got 2-0 right, I think I've got one right this season. Probably more than I've got. Yeah. Go on then, Well, I'm going to go with, you know what, I hate to say this, and I'm going to sit on the broadest of fences and say one or and replay. replay, yeah. At the bridge. I'm going to cover midweek. myself, <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, God, I'm sure everybody be, be looked. Yeah. That'll be a nightmare. We'd, we'd, we would then be faced with doing something we haven't done in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, we're in town. So we beat them in the cup down there. Yeah, you're right. So, we'll be just a just little, little omen, little omen for tomorrow <laughs> as well before we go on. Is when Martinez won the cup at Wigan in 2013, he won away at Bournemouth and he also beat the reigning Premier League champions as well on, on the way to final glory. So. Okay. So, um, I kind of agree with Gav on the on the draw front. I think it'll be another fixture congestion for Everton. They've already got two games to rearrange, haven't they? I think this could be a third. I think it'll be a two-two draw. Phil, I think um, Goodison will be behind them. I think they'll keep the season alive. I think they will win two nil. I have lost my mind. Yeah, that's. What I'm <laughs> I've I've had the feeling that we'll do it since the draw was announced for some reason. Um, I think they'll win one 0 Excellent. There you go. Fingers crossed that we do it first. I'm asking. We don't have a midweek trip down to the down to Stamford Bridge. Um, all the reaction will be on the podcast next week. Thanks for listening. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij de Sony Xperia XA2. Voor 19,50 per maand, 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1500 MB internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewustweek. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op, geld lenen kost geld.